Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the TBC Podcast. I'm your host and editor-in-chief of the Bethel Collegian, Brett Esch, and it is Wednesday, April 5th. As a reminder, you can find this show on our website, collegian.bethelks.edu, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. To keep up with all the Collegian news, you can follow the Collegian on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All you have to do is search up the Bethel Collegian. As always, thank you to the KBCU FM 88.1 team for allowing us to use this hosting space to give you, the listener, the best quality we can. And as a reminder, episodes will now be published every other Wednesday, starting with this one. And with that, we'll go straight in to the Collegian ticker. Starting with the news, the SGA tabled a resolution in opposition to Bethel's residency financial changes. A new version of the document will be reintroduced at the next Senate meeting. A story from myself can be found on the website for more. Additionally, the SGA held its presidential elections and Hayden Wallace will be the next president. Current Senator and Vice President-elect Matthew Fleck will speak with us on this and more later. Jill Hoops, Director of Student Wellness, resigned from the position effective immediately to pursue new job opportunities, she says. You can read more about it in a story from Darius Pamplin. The Bethel Board of Directors met for their spring board meetings. Over 1,400 words and notes from the Collegian News staff can be read right now on the website. In entertainment, a review of the Bethel Spring Play, Tick, Tick, Boom, from Ariana Gomez is available on the website. An orchestra concert will be happening Wednesday night, April 5th, at 7 p.m. in Crable Auditorium. In features, competition breeds success. Read about how Bethel head volleyball coach Adriana Lee captured a season of historic success in 2022 and is continuing to carve out a promising future for the program. The story by Myron Randall can be read right now on the website. And as a reminder, the Thresher of the Year will be announced via Issue 12 on April 14th. Be sure to pick up a copy on that day. Circle that date on your calendar as it will also be announced via social media on that day. Moving over in the sports in last week's action, the Bethel softball team split with both Tabor and Kansas Wesleyan. The track and field team opened the outdoor season at Southwestern with strong showings. And both tennis squads started their spring campaigns hot. You can read more about all of this on the website. This past weekend and this week, Trey Palmer qualified for nationals with a B-standard jump at the Friends Spring Invite. The softball team split with York. Flag football scored its first ever touchdown in an 18-6 loss to Cotty College. And the tennis squads lost to Southwestern but bounced back against Friends. Head tennis coach Gabe Johnson will be joining the show momentarily to talk more about his teams. If you'd like your Bethel or community event announced on the Collegian ticker, email collegian at bethelks.edu or DM us on Twitter or Instagram. First up joining the TBC podcast is head Bethel tennis coach Gabe Johnson. Coach Johnson, thank you for joining. Yeah, good to be here. All right, so first question I have for you is, uh, can you just provide the listeners some background about your time here at Bethel, including taking over as the head tennis coach in 2019? Yeah, so I played here uh, from 2015 to 2019 tennis. Uh, graduated spring of 2019, left. Uh, we had some coaching turnover kind of over that last year. Um, so we'd had three coaches and probably 10 months so um i think that kind of opened an opportunity for a 22 year old to come back and take over the reins so um i came back and took over as head coach in october of 2019 Uh, i think when i got back there were four men's players and five women's players on both teams and all five of those women were seniors and we were graduating one guy on the men's side so um really coming in kind of you know starting 
starting all the way over. Um, so had some three great guys who I had played with who really took that situation in stride and um, you know, we're a good core to build around. And then, you know, on the women's side, we were uh, completely new. So, um, you know, that I think we're starting to now see uh, finally some, you know, we've got some experience on both rosters and uh, some players on both sides who have now been here for more than one year. So those first couple of years, it was a lot of youth. So a lot of young players got to get a lot of experience, which was great. And now we're starting to get to see some people step up and, you know, have some good experience that they can share with the other young players on the team. Right. And talking about this season, so both men's and women's squads are off to great starts just took care of friends this week um what have been the keys to both on an individual level and among this entire group for this early success in this spring yeah i think uh, a lot of it comes from you know the experience of some of the returners on the team starting to understand what we can accomplish as uh, as a team together um you know they're they've gotten a feel for college tennis the college game uh, starting to figure out, you know, what the successful teams are doing. Why are these teams having success year in and year out? Uh, so I think people on the team who are starting to see for themselves, it's not just a coach telling them, they're seeing, hey, this is what it's going to take for us to be successful. So I think we've got more people on both teams that are in tune with that. Uh, and then, you know, you bring in talented tennis players who are, are great people and want to work hard, you're going to have some success. And then just a little bit off script here, but as far as the recruiting and bringing in, you talked about the numbers you had when you came in in 2019. Um, Talk about kind of the qualities that you look for when you're out recruiting for Bethel Tennis and some of the things that you look for both on the court, intangibly, just those kind of things to bring in good tennis players. Yeah, I think the first thing I definitely look for is people who are excited about continuing their tennis career uh you know there's a lot of people who have played a lot of tennis and you know there's times where you can be a little burnt out and tennis is maybe just something that you do i think that happens with every sport so people who have a love for the game and are going to be excited to be out there practicing every day and then i think the next big thing is people who want to buy into the team side of what we're trying to do here because i think that's what's going to push a program over the edge to have the opportunity to be successful if you've just got people who uh, are kind of going through the motions and focusing on the focusing on the individual side of things uh, i think it's gonna be a little tougher to accomplish what you want to accomplish but if you've got people who understand hey college tennis is going to be a team sport it's a team game um, i'm going to have to invest into other people and um, you know try to bring the best out of others as well as myself uh, you know i think I, I want people who are looking for that so a lot of times when i'm recruiting people if they mention like hey i'm really excited about you know getting to be a part of a team sport now with tennis that's always a good sign so i think we've got people on both rosters who you know they want to be out there uh, and part of it is you know they want to be out there with their teammates so um, that's definitely some big stuff that we look for. Absolutely. So in, in one of those players that uh, really had a lot of success from the time she stepped on campus is Daniela Herrera. Uh, sophomore this year, she qualified for the national tournament ITA in, in the fall. Uh, can you kind of speak to what the key to her success has been? I mean, immediate, almost immediate as a freshman last year and then continuing that this spring uh, or this year. Just kind of speak to her and what she brings to the team. Yeah, obviously, I think first of all, she's a a terrific player. Uh, You know, she's, you know, got great power, uh, very good serve, uh, great ground strokes. Uh, You know, she was here in uh, 2020, 
uh, and that was kind of that weird COVID year. So she was here for a semester, uh, won an ITA regional championship, and then uh, was back home for a year. Um, so, I mean, with how COVID was set up that year, uh, she participated in less than 50% of competitions. So she retained another el- year of eligibility. Um, but I think if you look at her that first year to now, um, she's just really, I think, gotten more locked in, uh, I think, just with her mental side of what it's going to take to compete at a high level consistently. Um, this fall was, I think, the best I've seen her perform in terms of like how she competed. Um, you know, the field was very competitive this fall. A lot of good players. You bring William Woods in, who's uh, top 25 team on both sides like into your region that's another crop of really strong players you've got other great schools that have just consistently good players each year and she had to go through a gauntlet of you know beating all these players so um you know, I think her success has come from the work she's put in to, you know, hone her craft and skills and be a strong player but you know I think she's really started to see you know her I think her growth just on the the mental side of the game, getting very in tune with her game plan, how to play with more margin, um, you know, how to, you know, attack um, and and play her game at a super high level. So that's been really good to see. And obviously the team is, um, you know, getting success from that too and other other players on the roster getting confidence from what she's doing so that's been really good to see um so i'm happy for her and then i know the team is too absolutely and then uh kind of taught you you know you touched on uh having players that understand what it takes to compete at a high level so uh you know as you hit the stride here in this conference in conference play this spring what are some things that you're looking at from a progression standpoint that you want to see your team get better at over this spring season yeah, I'd say, you know, the team has been so good about bringing in intensity from the get-go um, on both sides just to start dual matches. We come out very fired up. Um, we've been playing some great doubles. Um, you know, singles has started really well on both sides. But, um, you know, sustaining that intensity over a match that, you know, sometimes a match is two and a half hours sometimes a match is five hours it kind of just depends on uh, how quickly matches are progressing but um, you know being able to sustain you know the intensity on court as well as the people supporting off court I think is something you're always striving for so um, we've come out and really set the tone well I think in each of our matches but um, I think we know to to get to the end of the season and accomplish what we want to accomplish it's going to continue to try to do that at a higher level each time Right. And then finally, uh, for those who may not know about uh, KCAC tennis, can you kind of touch on just some of the the top teams in the conference and matches that fans should have circled on their calendar uh, for the rest of this spring? Yeah. So uh, we've got a huge match this Thursday against McPherson, uh, preseason number one on both sides. Um, You know, both, uh, I think McPherson's, uh, you know, they're they're a top 25 team right now. you know, women's side, they're also receiving votes. So, um, you know, they're consensus preseason number one on both men's and women's side. So got to be ready to go with that one. I know our, our, our guys and girls will be fired up for that. Uh, another big match coming up, um, you know, Ottawa will have them at home on um, – is that April 15th at 3.30. That's a huge match. You know, our, our men have had a lot of tight battles with them the last few years, women's side as well, with a 3-4 loss last year. Uh, so I think we're excited for that one just because they always have great teams and we always have good battles with them, so we'll be excited for that. Uh, 
big match at Sterling. They've kind of loaded up on both sides. Um, but those home matches, you know, McPherson at home on the 8th and Ottawa at home on the 15th, those will be big ones. And then we've got the KCAC tournament April, I think it's 27th through the 29th. So, you know, top six teams make it. So we're hoping to be, you know, some of those top six teams and hopefully having a good shot to make a run to, you know, see how far we can get there. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Coach, so much for uh, giving some time to, to share about your program. Yeah, thank you. Next up joining the TBC podcast is Bethel Jr. and SGA Vice President-Elect Matthew Fleck. Matthew, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me today, Brett. So the first question I wanted to ask was, uh, this was your first year as an SGA Senator. What was that experience like, and how did your perception of SGA change uh, from just being a normal student to being involved in SGA? So, yeah, like you said, this was my first year as an SGA senator, and I joined a little bit late through the year um, after the convocation announcement that they needed more senators. And from there, I kind of figured I would look into it a little bit, see if I wanted to do it. I didn't know much about SGA my freshman year, and then this year I kind of just dived all in, and I was an at-large senator. So as far as my perspective, i seen a lot of the different things that SGA can provide for students coming from ISRs, um, RSOs, and then different bills that we pass, and I, I liked it, so figured I'd get a little bit more involved. And then real quick, can you kind of explain what ISRs and RSOs are for people who may not know? Yeah, so an ISR is kind of like an individualized scholarship for students. Um, They're able to get like 83% of their student government fee back through it, and it kind of can help you with um, any like college expenses for uh, grad school applications or any really any college expenses that you have. Yeah, I know, because I've just heard a couple students that have asked me before what that is. I was a senator last year, so I had to answer that question quite a bit. Um, So the second question I have is uh, some notable decisions the SGA's made this year. Uh, You've been in on most of those discussions, obviously, when they go to executive session. You know, only a certain few people know. Uh, But what are some bills, you know, you touched on the talk of phone tower before we uh, started recording. So, you know, that just what are some things that have stood out to you in your first year with the SGA? Yeah, so SGA this year has kind of tried to tackle a lot of um, things to help students out. And so we've been working on a free uh, little library to put out on campus here at Bethel, and we're looking forward to getting that up and going. We're kind of working on an iPad project to get online textbooks in the library for students. And then some of the big bills that we had this year were the talk phone towers um, and what kind of what happened with that and then also we are currently working on trying to find some sort of compromise for the housing resolution that was uh, recently sent out so absolutely and uh you know i'm april will be talking to you more uh you and hayden wallace as we get into that now uh for a story that will be on the collegian uh later this week so be on the lookout for that uh what drove you uh to be president-elect hayden wallace's running mate and take on a larger role in sga you were elected uh, i believe is this this past week that the announcement went out uh, that you are the vice president-elect uh so kind of what in your mind made you say yes i want to take that next step and be a big a very big part of SGA and influence uh, on this campus. Yeah, so I think um, Taylor Dashney and her administration is kind of leaving us with a great start for me and Hayden um, with the new constitution. So we'll be essentially starting fresh in a way. 
And I figured that was a good time for me to be able to step up, kind of work on implementing that um, new constitution with Hayden. And then as well as I feel like my leadership abilities will allow me to work with um, new senators pretty well. Absolutely. And then, you know, kind of tying that into the next question is, um, I mean, Hayden Wallace, I mean, he's set to be, as far as I know, the first non-senior president for SGA in quite a while. And uh, so how do you and him view that as far as being kind of seeing it from a different perspective than last presidents, you know, being able to possibly have these roles for two years, you know, kind of what's the mindset there for that? Um, so truthfully, we haven't thought too much about the mindset about that. So we've kind of just we're trying to focus on this next year, making that this year a great year before we really even think two years ahead. We've got some kind of big projects we want to work on as far as this upcoming year. And I think really we are people who are voted on by the student body. So before we even think about two years out, we've got to make sure we're getting stuff done this next year. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And, you know, finally, uh, what are some preliminary plans, Wallace, and you have for this upcoming academic year? You talk about the new constitution, which I agree that is a great starting point. You know, being able to read the revisions they made, it's obviously going to make things a lot more efficient uh, for your administration. Um, So what are some ideas that you and Hayden have talked about or, you know, senators that are possibly returning next year uh what are some things that you would like to see right now that you can say you'd like to see different on campus or continue on campus so right now under taylor's administration we've kind of gotten into the very beginning phase of an sga office and then a commuter lounge and i think me and hayden one of the biggest things we want to focus on is getting that commuter lounge up and running as soon as possible give commuters kind of a place to be in between classes. Other than that, we really want to kind of focus uh, senator and student engagement. And I think with our new constitution and the new way of senators being elected um, by house instead of by class will be a huge way to help with that. Absolutely. Well, that's really all I had. Uh, Matthew, thank you so much for joining. Once again, be on the lookout for April's story. She'll be talking, I know you and President-elect Wallace uh, pretty soon here. Matthew, thank you so much. We look forward to seeing what you do in office. Thank you for having me. Well, that'll do it for episode number five of the TBC podcast. Once again, you can find this show on our website, collegian.bethelks.edu, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, to catch all of the news and latest updates, follow The Collegian on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All you have to do is search up The Bethel Collegian. We will see you in two weeks, and as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>